You are listening to the Mythical Jesus Podcast, taking the Christ of faith seriously. A podcast that dives into faith development, cognitive development, using Jesus as the framework for that. We dive deep into the Jesus of the New Testament, showing him as the preeminent example of development and what that development looks like. Buckle your seatbelts. Sit back, enjoy the ride. This is going to be a lot of fun because diving into the Jesus narrative has never been done like this before. You can visit our website at christoffaith.org. On the site, you will find tools, resources, documents to help you in your faith development and to better understand Jesus, the teacher, and his role in that. And now, on to what you've been waiting to hear. Welcome to the Mythical Jesus Podcast, found at ChristofFaith.org. I'm your host, Bill Real. Grateful for this chance to be with you today. Today we are in Mark chapter 3, verse 7. This story is so interesting, and I hope that you find it to be the case as well. Uh, this story, I think, shows us, because here's what happens. Religion doesn't matter which one. Pick any denomination in Christianity. They've come up with their tenets. They've come up with their belief system. They've come up with their theology, their doctrine, uh, the code of behavior they're going to expect from their members. And then what we do is we try to take Jesus and fit him into those expectations. In other words, we don't sit with the scriptures with completely open eyes. Instead, we say, like, these are the things we need uh, these ideas to fit into. We need Jesus to fit into these square holes, regardless of whether he's a round peg or not. So what happens uh, in this scripture story, and I find this so fascinating, Mark chapter 3, verse 7, it says, Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the lake. And a large crowd from Galilee followed. When they heard about all he was doing, many people came to him from Judea, Jerusalem, Udumea, in the regions across the Jordan and around Tyre and Sidon. Because of the crowd, he told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him, to keep the people from crowding him. For he had healed many so that those with diseases were pushing forward to touch him. Whenever the impure spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God! But he gave them strict orders not to tell others about him. So here's the thing, right? Jesus heals. That's what he does. He doesn't, he doesn't, his disciples are often trying to say like, let's not do that today, right? There's instances in the scriptures where the disciples are trying to push off the people who keep coming to Jesus and Jesus says, let them through. My job is to heal. And so when we read the scriptures, we tell a story within our Christianity of a Jesus who is always willing to sit with us and to heal us, and to hold us, and to uh, sit with our iniquities, to sit with our infirmities. But this story is a paradox. Jesus, having healed many, and having uh, gotten the crowd excited to see him, 
because there are more people in this crowd who have ailments and who need healed. There are people in this crowd, the scripture tells us, who are possessed of some impure spirit. They need healed. And what does Jesus do? He says, get me a boat. I've got to get some distance from these people. Now, the scriptural story says because they're going to crowd him. But my suggestion would be that there is a way to address such things. Jesus is always dealing with crowds. Some of the crowds like him and some of the crowds frankly want to kill him. For some reason in this particular instance, Jesus needs some distance. Notice here Jesus's behavior. Jesus has power to heal and there are people to heal. We often have images in our mind that Jesus is willing and open to heal every person who crosses his path. That Jesus will go wherever he is requested and heal any person willing to be healed. Think of the times he stopped on the road and someone says, my daughter, my son, my wife, my father, they're ill. And Jesus immediately heads off in their direction to heal them. Jesus turns down no one. And yet here we have a paradoxical story. The Jesus of this particular story senses his own physical and emotional needs and imposes that his welfare and his well-being be placed above that of the sick in the crowd. Did Jesus perceive he would be injured or killed this day in the crowd? Did Jesus simply grasp his own internal exhaustion? and simply took precautions to protect himself from spending more energy and capital than he could afford to give? Either way, there's a lesson here about self-care, that we need to take care of ourselves and to recognize we can't give what we don't have, that in order to be able to bless those around us, we also need to be sensitive to our own needs and well-being and take actions in our own life to self-care. And this sometimes means that in spite of the needs of others, because that crowd had real needs, there were people who were sick, who were afflicted, some who almost assuredly were likely dying with disease. Jesus, recognizing his own needs in this moment, had to come first. That in order to be able to bless those around us, we also need to be sensitive to our own needs and well-being and take actions in our life to self-care. And this sometimes means that in spite of the needs of others, we ensure that we are taken care of first. This could involve a vacation, taking a day to simply lay in a hammock and read a good book, to take some private time out in nature. And it will certainly involve at times putting off others who demand your time and energy. Without self-care, we will take hits to our health and eventually it will catch up with us. So remember, even Jesus practiced self-care. When you look around at the world and the way we sometimes operate, specifically within our religion, our churches ask us to do things we want to serve and we should. And the majority of the time when there are pressing needs, hopefully we are each the kind of person who stands ready to help.
But even Jesus recognized there are times where I need some space. I need some distance. So when we feel that we're burning out, when we sense that we're getting tired and we are the only ones who can see that within ourselves, we need to be vulnerable to our own bodies, vulnerable to our own minds. When they call on us, when our body calls on us, when our mind calls on us and says, look, I'm getting tired, I'm getting worn out, we need some self-care time. Then you need to be confident that others can pick up the slack where there are needs and you need to be wise enough to take care of yourself, to ensure that your health, your stability is solid enough that you can be a help to others Even Jesus practiced self-care. That is a Christ-like attribute. Thank you for listening to the Mythical Jesus podcast found at christoffaith.org. Again, the website, www.christoffaith.org. On the website, you'll find tons of resources, different developmental maps, different articles and uh, websites, and books that can help you on your developmental journey. Remember, Jesus himself is the exemplar model of development. It's my hope that each of us find great joy as we dive into the life, the attributes, the stories, and the myth of Jesus Christ. Until next time, I'm Bill Real, signing off. Come thou fount of every blessing Tune my heart to sing thy grace Streams of mercy never ceasing